0: Today on Hope Lives 365, Pastor Mark Finley talks about what we can learn from the pagan king who sank into the depths of sin.
1: Nebuchadnezzar's story really is the story of the human race. Every single one of us are created for the throne, but through our own rebellion, we lost our robes of righteousness through sin. We lost that glory through sin. We've lost those beautiful robes of righteousness, but we look to heaven. You and I looking to heaven can be daily robed in the righteousness of Jesus Christ. We can sense that we are not lost children anymore.
0: often do we skip past the blessings that the Apostle Paul shares at the beginning of his epistle to get to the meat of his message to each church? But those blessings are priceless, offering God's grace and peace and mercy to us. Those blessings can change the human heart. They are totally undeserved and yet given freely. Sometimes, though, the Lord has a tough time getting through to us. And he puts us through trials to draw us to himself because he loves us. When you hear the story of the pagan king, Nebuchadnezzar, you might find it hard to believe that what was done to him was out of love, but indeed it was. And there's more about that next on Hope Lives 365. Welcome back to Hope Lives 365 with our teacher, Pastor Mark Findley. Today, Pastor Mark concludes a three-part message in the series Unsealing the Secrets of Daniel, a presentation about the impossible deliverance, in which he shares what happened when the arrogance and pride of a pagan king collided with, well, an immovable object, that being the unstoppable love and justice of the living God. With more on that, here's Pastor Mark Findlay.
1: Daniel chapter 4 is one of the most amazing chapters in all the Bible because it's the story of a heathen king who was converted to Christ. Nebuchadnezzar, the king of Babylon, that attacked in 605 BC Jerusalem and overthrew it, burned the city to the ground. Nebuchadnezzar was one of the most warlike, one of the most bloodthirsty, one of the most ruthless rulers. But yet he says, peace be multiplied unto you. It almost sounds like the Apostle Paul when he starts the epistles of Galatians, Ephesians, and Colossians when Paul says, grace and mercy be and peace be multiplied unto you. What is it that changed Nebuchadnezzar? What is it that took him from a man of war to a man of peace that was bloodthirsty to one who had his life totally changed? Nebuchadnezzar says to you and to me, to all generations in the future, this heathen king, I thought it good to declare the signs and wonders that the Most High God has worked for me. Nebuchadnezzar says, I thought it was good to tell you my story. He's saying, I want to speak to you. And 2,500 years later, the book of Daniel is still speaking to us. In some way. God is going to work in the play and counterplay of human history to accomplish his prophetic purposes, and this world is in the hands of God. And I think that's good news, isn't it? I think that's incredibly good news, that he is still the ruler yet. So Nebuchadnezzar says to Daniel, Daniel, this dream, I saw the tree, what does it mean? Then Daniel, his name was Belteshazzar, was astonished for a time. Now, The name Daniel means God is my judge. God is my vindicator. God's the one who's going to set all things right. When, as a Hebrew, he was taken captive into Babylon, his name was changed to Belteshazzar. And Belteshazzar means the keeper of the hid treasures of Bel. In other words, the one, Bel, was the chief god of Babylon. So they changed his name from a Hebrew name to a Babylonian name. He was astonished for a time. His thoughts troubled him. So the king spake and said, Belteshazzar, don't let the dream or its interpretation trouble you. Belteshazzar answered, my lord, may the dream concern those who hate you and its interpretation concern your enemies. Now this is rather fascinating, Daniel's reaction. Here's why. Daniel had every reason to be bitter, to be angry. He was taken at 17 in a captive in Babylon. He would never see his father again, never see his mother again, never see his brothers and sisters again. But yet, he learned to love the one that took him captive. And that love broke Nebuchadnezzar's heart and made him open for the things of eternity. So Daniel was concerned that he did not want to say much. But Daniel could never influence the king unless he loved him. You can never influence the one who has treated you unkindly and unfairly unless you first love him. And when you love them, that love can break their heart. God never treats us as we deserve because his very nature is love. And the reason why we forgive others who've harmed us is because Christ has forgiven us. The reason we treat others with love is because Christ treats us with love. Daniel now speaks, he says, The tree you saw, which grew and became strong, whose height reached to the heavens, and which could be seen by all the earth. It is you, O king, you become grown and become strong. He said, King, the tree is you. You are this tree. And king, I have to go further. Insomuch as the king saw a watcher and a holy one coming down from heaven, saying, Chop down the tree and destroy it, but leave it stump in roots in the earth. Bound with a band of iron and bronze in the tender grass of the field. Let it be wet with dew of heaven and let him graze with the beasts of the field till seven times pass over him. King. This is the interpretation, O king. This is the decree of the most high which has come upon the king, the Lord my king. King. You are that tree. Your kingdom is going to collapse. You're going to lose your throne. King. They'll drive you from men. Your dwelling will be with the beasts of the field. You're going to make grass and eat grass like oxen. They'll wet you with the dew of heaven seven times. In the Bible, a time is like a year. Seven years will pass over you. Many translations say seven years till you know that the Most High rules in the kingdom of men. King, this is going to, what's going to happen. Your kingdom is going to collapse. It's going to fall over. And for seven years. You're going to wander around like a wild beast eating grass. Your hair is going to grow long. Your nails are going to grow long. You're going to grunt and groan like the beasts out in the field. Therefore, O king, let my advice be acceptable to you. Break off your sins by being righteous and your iniquities by showing mercy to the poor. Perhaps there may be a lengthening of your prosperity. Daniel says, look, king, this does not have to happen to you. King... If you will listen to the dream that I've given you, God is tapping you on the shoulder. You can have a whole change in your life. There are times that God taps us on the shoulder. We are going in a wrong direction. And God nudges us. And God speaks to us. He brings conviction to our heart. He brings somebody into our life to lead us on a path of righteousness. He's tapping us on the shoulder. But there are times that if in our stubbornness we resist those taps, God allows calamity to come upon us to show us the futility of our own human wisdom or strength to draw us closer to him. What God did in the life of Nebuchadnezzar is remarkable. God tapped him on the shoulder. But God gave him 12 additional months. One of the amazing passages in scripture you'll find Is in Daniel chapter 4. And notice what happens here. Chapter 4, verse 28 and 29. It said, All this came upon King Nebuchadnezzar. At the end of 12 months, he was walking about the royal palace of Babylon. What does that tell you? When Daniel gave Nebuchadnezzar the dream, the fulfillment of the dream did not come immediately. How much time did God give Nebuchadnezzar? Twelve months. He gave him twelve months to repent. Isn't God gracious? Isn't God amazing? He gives them a dream of judgment. But when he gets that dream of judgment, he does not inflict the judgment immediately. God is going to convict our hearts. He speaks to us. He does not let his judgments come upon us immediately. He gives us time. And he longs for us to repent so that those judgments do not come. That's true with nations, too. God has been speaking to America. The judgments of God hang over America, and God's been speaking to it. To come back to him in repentance. Come back to him. But God gives every king time. God gives every nation time. But as we'll see in Daniel chapter 5, there's a time that the mercy of God runs out. God gave Nebuchadnezzar time to change. He gives us time. He speaks to our hearts. He convicts us with his Holy Spirit. He draws us to himself. Daniel 4, verse 30. The king spake and said, Is not this great Babylon that I have built? Notice the arrogance, the pride, for a royal dwelling of my mighty power and for the honor of my majesty. The king blurts out in pride, This is Babylon that I have built. And the Bible says, While the word was still in the king's mouth, a voice from heaven said, King Nebuchadnezzar, to you it's spoken. The kingdom has departed from you. They shall drive you from men, and your dwelling shall be with the beasts of the field. Verse 32, they'll make you eat grass like oxen. That very hour the word was fulfilled concerning Nebuchadnezzar, who was driven from men and ate grass like oxen. His body was wet with the dew of heaven until his hair had grown like eagles and feathers and his nails like bird claws.
0: Pastor Mark Findley expounding on the truth that Daniel could never influence King Nebuchadnezzar of Babylon unless he truly loved him. You could never influence the one who has treated you unkindly and unfairly unless you first love that person. You're listening to Hope Lives 365. You know, lately, uh, the world has been experiencing financial hardships, employment struggles, uh, disrupted routines, even serious illness, loss of loved ones. But beyond those painful troubles is our loving God, the source of our hope. Uh, This is the theme of a small book by Chris Holland called Hope for a Helpless Planet. Uh, This planet of ours is filled with people desperate for hope. But the good news is that Jesus has promised to return to us to bring us where he is. And in Chris Holland's book, Hope for a Helpless Planet, he shares the promise of the Lord's return and how we can be ready to meet Him. Ask for your copy of Hope for a Helpless Planet. It's yours in return for your contribution of any size to the ministry this week. Just call us to give at 855-888-HOPE. Again, that's 855-888-4673. Or you can give and ask for it online at hopelives365.com. And by the way, speaking of that website, you can hear today's presentation by Pastor Mark Finley at the website or download your own audio file for a nominal fee. Do that at hopelives365.com. Look for the title, The Impossible Deliverance. That's the title of today's message.
1: And things in my life appear to be hopeless. God's divine authority, His power is still there. His saving grace is still there. He still reaches out. Stay with us
0: for more Hope Lives 365. Welcome back to Hope Lives 365. In a little while, I'll have details to share with you about Mark Finley's book, Understanding Daniel and Revelation. It's a chapter-by-chapter commentary of these two prophetic books. I know you want to have a copy so stay tuned for details. But right now Pastor Mark Findlay is pointing out how Almighty God can change our hearts and minds and our situations in an instant if he chooses, whether it's his response to our pride and arrogance and rebellion against him or his response to our broken heart for the Lord. The example is found in the book of Daniel a changed mind of a powerful king who suddenly desired to live, uh, well, as a wild animal in the field for, for seven years. Meanwhile, God waited and loved him. Here's Pastor Mark Findlay. Wait a
1: minute, I see somebody out in the field. Who is that out in the field? Who is that with the long hair? Who is that crawling on all fours? Who is that, that stinky, smelly animal? That, man that looks like an animal? Who is that with the long nails? Who is that? He's the king of Babylon. The king of Babylon? He was the most educated, the most cultured man in all the world. He knew science, he knew math, he knew literature, he knew language. He commanded armies. He could snap his fingers and the orchestra would play and they'd bring him all kinds of food. Who is that? He's Nebuchadnezzar. Out in the field like that? Now, it's very fascinating if you do a medical analysis of Daniel chapter 4. Many physicians have taken a look at Daniel 4, and they've looked at the symptoms. And there's a medical dictionary called Dorland's Medical Dictionary. And it lists as a disease, lycanthropic insanity. Lycanthropic insanity is an interesting disease. It's a disease that occurs instantly. And it does not seem to have any symptoms coming on. And when you develop lycanthropic insanity, you perceive yourself to be an animal. And you feel more comfortable with animals than you do with human beings. And there's, it's very rare disease. It comes on very suddenly. And uh, those physicians who have analyzed Daniel chapter 4 have said that The symptoms in Daniel 4 are the symptoms of lycanthropic insanity. Evidently, God withdrew all of his protective power from Nebuchadnezzar. And God allowed him to develop an instant disease called lycanthropic insanity that God gave to him to show him the folly of trusting human wisdom. And so he wanders around among the beasts. Who do you think ruled the empire for seven years? Who do you think did that? Daniel. You remember when the tree was chopped down, what was left? A stump. And what was around that stump? A band of what? Iron Iron and brass. Now, in the Bible, iron always represents power or authority. Remember Psalm chapter 2. When the Messiah comes, he'll rule with a rod of what? Iron. What does the rod of iron symbolize? The authority of Christ. Authority is always the iron. Remember the Roman Empire. It's power or authority described in the legs of iron. What about bronze or brass in the Bible? What does that represent? It always represents protection. You remember, for example, uh, the thighs of bronze on the image of Daniel 2. The metal or the shields, the armor of the Greeks were bronze. Remember the brass or bronze serpent on the pole. You look to that serpent and you live when Moses put it up there. It was protection. Bronze or brass is protection or salvation. So what does the band of iron and brass represent? It represents God's divine authority and protection. His saving power yet for Nebuchadnezzar. When the tree is chopped down, when the situation looks hopeless, there's a band of iron and brass. The divine power and authority of God still protects. The divine salvation of God still reaches out. When the tree of my life is chopped down, and things in my life appear to be hopeless, The stump still remains. The roots still go deep. And the band of iron and brass is still there. God's divine authority, his power is still there. His saving grace is still there. He still reaches out to those that wander around like the beast. Nebuchadnezzar's story really is the story of the human race. God created Adam and Eve as king and queen of this earth. As prince and princess of this earth. They had dominion. They sat on a royal throne with a royal robe. But Eve drifted away from God and Adam drifted away from God. And they sinned. They rebelled against God. Rather than listening to his word, they listened to the word of the evil one. They lost their dignity. They lost their respect. They opened a door that God wanted forever shut. They lost their royal robes of glory. They no longer sat on a throne. They wandered around in their lostness. But then they looked to heaven and sensed that the Messiah would come. Nebuchadnezzar's story is their story, and it's your story and my story. Every single one of us were created for royalty. Every single one of us were created for the throne. But through our own rebellion, we wandered around in our lostness. We lost our robes of righteousness through sin. We lost that glory through sin. But we looked to heaven. Here's one of the greatest verses in all the Bible. You're looking there at verse 34. Daniel chapter 4, and at the end of the time, I, Nebuchadnezzar, lifted my eyes to heaven, and my understanding returned to me. He lifted his eyes to heaven, and I blessed the Most High, and I praised and honored him who lives forever, for his kingdom is an everlasting kingdom, his dominion is from generation to generation. You know, you look back at that. Nebuchadnezzar looks to heaven. His whole life is changed once again. His throne is restored once again he's robed in royal robes once again he has his kingly crown so you and I too wander around in lostness we've sinned we've rebelled against God we've lost those beautiful robes of righteousness but we look to heaven we look to heaven wherever you are tonight here's the incredible good news you and I looking to heaven can be daily robed in the righteousness of Jesus Christ looking to heaven we can sense that we are not lost children anymore Looking to heaven, we're sons and daughters of God. I love the way the Bible puts it. Second Corinthians chapter five, verse seventeen. Would you read it with me, please? If anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. In Christ, we are new creations. In Christ, we don't wander around in lost nests any longer. In Jesus, we are Redeemed. The human race was created perfect, but through sin our natures were changed. But God can reach down and change us. John 6 verse 37 says, The one who comes to me I'll in no wise cast out. Nebuchadnezzar came to him. Daniel chapter 4 says, He looked unto heaven. He came to him. And Jesus' arms were wide open for Nebuchadnezzar, and they're wide open for you and wide open for me. Isn't that incredible good news?
0: Pastor Mark Finley with a message of the living God who rules with supreme authority and power for our protection and always in grace and love, even in our rebellion against Him. You're listening to Hope Lives 365. There's more just ahead. Uh, We're glad you joined us today, and we want to tell you about something special that uh, we've chosen to help you in your understanding of the Scriptures, in particular, Mark Finley's book, Understanding Daniel and Revelation. It's a chapter-by-chapter commentary of these two prophetic books, drawn from four decades of his study of God's Word. Now, every chapter focuses on the living Christ and his ability to change lives. Although the world may seem out of control, prophecy reveals a God who is still in control. And Mark Finley's book contains the secret to unlock those ancient predictions. In return for your generous support of $50 or more, you're welcome to request a copy of this thought-provoking study from Pastor Mark Finley, Understanding Daniel and Revelation. Get in touch today, either online or by calling us, the web address is hopelives365.com. You can give and request uh, the book, Understanding Daniel and Revelation, there. Or give us a call and make your donation by dialing 855-888-HOPE. That's toll-free, 855-888-HOPE. By the way, we love to read your letters, especially when they tell us how these messages that are presented on the broadcast are helping you. Write to Hope Lives three sixty five. Post Office Box 118, Haymarket, Virginia, 20168. And remember, if you'd like to hear the entire message that you're listening to a portion of today, it's titled The Impossible Deliverance. Look for it in the radio archives at HopeLives365.com.
1: Daniel chapter 4 teaches us a great deal about faith, it teaches us about hope, it teaches us about salvation. It teaches us about redemption.
0: In a few moments, Pastor Mark will close out today's program of Hope Lives 365. And we're back with the final portion of today's Hope Lives 365 and a closing word of praise and prayer from Pastor Mark Finley, drawing our eyes to heaven and the hope that comes from God alone. Here's Pastor Mark Findlay.
1: Whoever we are, whatever our past history, whatever the story of our past life, there is a Jesus who says, Look unto heaven. If he could save Nebuchadnezzar, I mean, there's hope for me, isn't there? And there's hope for you. Let's pray. Father, thank you so much for this Daniel chapter 4. It incredibly excites us. We are praising your name for this chapter. It teaches us a great deal. It teaches us about faith. It teaches us about hope. It teaches us about salvation. It teaches us about redemption. We are just praising your name for a God that reaches us wherever we are. In Christ's name. Amen.
0: Pastor Mark Finley closing out today's edition of Hope Lives 365 with a final prayer of gratitude to God for his love and the hope that he offers each of us. Well, you're invited back next time as we look at life's greatest mistake. Pastor Mark Findley continuing the series Unsealing sealing the secrets of Daniel. We hope you'll join us and encourage a friend of yours to join us as well on the next Hope Lives 365.